Hello and welcome to Onto the Ball. I'm your host, Scott Nicholl, and I'm joined this week by my fellow Red, James O.B. O'Brien, to get an instant match reaction on Rangers 1, Liverpool 7. That's right, you heard it right, Liverpool 7. Not going to get carried away, it is only Rangers, and I think that's Rangers out of the Champions League and maybe out of Europe altogether now, just like Celtic, so we're not going to get too carried away. Before we get right into it, I'm going to remember to say please like and subscribe. It doesn't mean much to you, but it means everything to us. It doesn't cost you anything. We're sound. We hope you think we're sound. We'll think you're sound if you subscribe. So hit that button. Ob, how are you after that? Mate, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I mean, it's it's really interesting. But once we got going, we were relentless. Um, we're always going to be levels above them, and I know that's going to anger some uh, Rangers fans and some people who, who want to be anti-Liverpool. But at the end of the day, we know a level, um, and it was good to see some of the players with smiles on their faces, playing insightful balls, um, and then just the subs. And when we brought the subs on, it just looked like we we're taking things to another level again. So really, really happy. Um, everybody seemed to get the get the moment, get the goal, who needed one. Yeah. I thought it was nice to see Elliot score at the end um, after the goal check. Um, Nunez obviously getting getting the goal and Firmino continuing his great mm. form. So really, really positive. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like I just said at the start there, it's important not to get carried away. Um, but when you win 7-1 away in Europe, I knew they would score. I said to my mate today, Rangers will score. Um, but after we've what we've went through the start of this season, why not get carried away? I think we deserve it. Um, but I text you at halftime. <laughs> I won't say what we what I said because it's an expletive um, and I meant it. I meant every word of it. We're, we're honking. We're honking. I'm not going to get carried away because we enjoyed beating them 2-0 during the week last week. Did it mean anything on Sunday against Arsenal? No, it didn't. I think one of the important things to say is that obviously we rested quite a lot today. So we all obviously have one eye on Sunday against Man City. And, you know, a win, a habit is any habit. Let's let's make it a winning habit. If we could carry something from that game into Man City, what would it be of apart from the obvious, which would be Salah's hat-trick in, what, six minutes? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's confidence and I think it's players who then start to work out with a little bit more space against uh, a Rangers team than they'll have against City on Sunday without any doubt. I think it's confidence and I think it's the ability to go, well, we can do this. We are good as a team. We've got the ability as a team. Um, are we going to play the same formation? Are we going to play the same players? The answer is probably no in both cases. Um and are we going to have as much time in the ball? Absolutely not, you know. And But ultimately, football is heavily about confidence. And a lot of them players would have took some confidence from, from that game today. Mm. Um, I did post on Facebook that it felt like it was a bit of a training exercise. Mm. Um, once again, just like last week, and it, it is ultimately, but it's going to lead us to a really, really good place because that's where games are won and lost. It's on the training field and... That did feel like a training exercise before the main event on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when you talk about confidence, how realistic is it that Joe Gomez can take his performance tonight, carry it on hopefully on Sunday, and then start saying, hang on a minute, 
Trent Arnold has got a rival for right back and it's me. I might be a, a centre back by trade, but I can be just as good at right back. And could he could he even take Alexander Arnold's place? Because he was pretty good tonight and obviously getting that assist was vintage Trent Arnold. But then Gomez brings the solidity at the back, we hope. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think we've both touched on this before and for a few years now we've always believed that Gomez's best position may very well be right back. Um, he's big, he's powerful, he's very, very quick. Um, he just needs to read the game at points that were better, but his pace gets him out of jail. It's the one thing Alexander hasn't, Alexander Arnold hasn't got his lightning pace. Mm. Um, and Gomez has got that. And that really works against these fast wingers who are going to have a go at you. You can say, see Kent try tonight and he's got a bit about him. He's got a bit of pace. Um, obviously an ex-Liverpool player and um, I thought Gomez dealt with him really well. I think Gomez looked confident. Um, I don't think he's a finished article at right back, but I think a bit of a run in the team. Um, if if uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold's out for a little while, I might help him. And I think he'll be up there and there and thereabouts and a real option for us, particularly in games away from home or particularly again in games where we think it's going to be tight and we don't want to overcommit. I think Gomez is, is a solid option and uh, we'll continue to develop in that role. I really believe that. Uh, I think the best thing about it is it's not just about Gomez and his career. Obviously, when he barely got a sniff last season, it was Matip or Konate partner in Van Dijk. There was rumours he'd go to Rangers with Steven Gerrard, but we've held on to him. Um, so it's not just about getting him in and maybe at right back. It's We need him at right back because Trent's having an awful time. Obviously, he's picked up the injury now, so the... The gate's open for Gomez. We can only hope that he really nails it down and gives Jürgen something to think about. Um, yeah. But really, really delighted with Canate coming back as well. Hopefully that's him fully over his injury. Um, we'll see him in a run of games, even though I'm a massive Matip fan. I wouldn't say that anything has been Matip's fault, but Canate coming back, it can only boost us, surely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what did you think of Simakas' performance tonight? Scott, were you a little bit concerned about the fact that he looked like he was completely outpaced at points? He looked yeah. like he wanted to make the foul every time, and and he just didn't look comfortable. And I know, I know, um, what's his name? Is it Fashion? What's, what's the Rangers guy's name? Yeah, Fashion something, isn't it? Yeah, Sicaro or something. And yeah. and he's he's got a lot of pace, um, and it really seemed to scare him. Now I'm wondering if if Robertson doesn't play Sunday that could potentially be a point of weakness yeah. as well. And it just bothered me a little bit. I think Simicast is solid. I think mm -hmm. he's a good player, but he looked well off it against real pace tonight. And that was a little bit of a concern. Did you think the same? Yeah. Obviously, I'm sure everyone is. I'm a big Simicast fan. Um, and as I said in a couple of streams ago, I weren't happy with Klopp taking him off for James Milner against, who was it? There was someone I wasn't happy. I thought he's waited. Yeah. He's a popular member of the squad. He's waited, bided his time. Now he's got a chance. You don't be taking him off for James Milner. Give him the 90 minutes. Build his own confidence. Um, but I think the best thing to say is that I was happy when Robertson came on tonight. Not just because he's back from injury, but Robertson, the level was up when you seen Robertson. Yeah. And that's not that Simicus has put a foot wrong. I don't want it to come across like I'm um, criticising him. Because if you think of the problems we've had the last couple of games, we never talk about the left-hand side. That might be a tri attributable to Van Dijk 
being on the left-hand side, maybe he, he helps Simicast, but all the focus has been on the right-hand side with Trent Arnold, and Simicast has been going out about his business quietly. He loves to get forward, just like Robertson, but yeah, fingers crossed Robertson is over his own injury, and that's him cemented his place in the starting lineup on Sunday, or at the very least to get 60 to 70 minutes and see see where we are in terms of result um, by yeah. the time he guesses out, maybe. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, the other, the other two positives from tonight were um, I thought Elliot and Carvalho both played well. Yeah. Um, they both showed they've got a bit of something about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they are... They are our, our best young players or our best new batch of young players. And giving them time as a game like that and an atmosphere like that where they've started the game with experienced players around them can only be a positive for them. And it will give them the confidence to go, look, I can do this. And it's just that little bit of extra experience in a game that obviously worked out for us anyway. And I think I think that was really positive as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think Cavalli, especially... After the game, what was the what was the last game? What was the game before Arsenal? It was Brighton. a game Brighton. Carvalho started on the left hand side, didn't he, against Brighton? Yeah. Come off at half time yeah. for Diaz, and people were quite quite critical of him starting, saying that Diaz should have started and got at least sixty minutes after the international break. So yeah, I was I was pleased for Carvalho. I thought he was really bright on that left hand side today, um, and it's just shown that he can play in the front three. He can play in the midfield three. But again, I don't want to get carried away. It was only Rangers. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's like you just said, it's about boosting everyone's confidence. Carvalho, Elliot, definitely. And then, obviously, we get on to Nunes. There was a few moments, again, where you're thinking he just needs to settle down, calm down. But I, I wish he was on the pitch for the whole 90 minutes. I'd have loved for him to get two or three goals himself. But, obviously, delighted with Salah coming on in his place and getting a hat-trick. But Nunez, again, that's two starts, two goals. That's what you buy strikers for. Uh, are you happy with his all-round performance or are you a little bit worried and maybe the goal has masked a little bit of a below-par performance against below-par opposition? Um, I think his movement's always been good. I've always been happy with his movement. Some of his touches seem like he's a little bit too eager. He's almost trying to do things too fast. Um, I think that will come in time as he settles down. Mm. Um, I thought his finish was like, and obviously Firmino's little little touch mm. was a, an amazing touch, but the finish itself was so calm. Yeah. And it was like, get this guy in front of goal in the right moments and get him calmed down, and mm. he's going to finish him like it's nothing. Yeah. And, he, and and the lad did the lad in goal for Rangers tonight. He's a decent keeper. He's not he's not a mug, mm. and he just he just sat him down and just placed it in, and it, it, that was a really good finish. I actually think that having Salah on and Salah getting a few goals is probably more important for Liverpool at this moment yeah. of time. Yeah. Salah needed it more than Nunes. Nunes has been scoring. And, um, I mean, I think Nunes is, is on, I think he's played 10 games for us now. He's on four goals. Mm-hmm. That's not a terrible return. Um, it's not 10 starts, Salah, though, is it? No. How no, many starts not. is it? I don't know how many starts it is. Now, now, now you're asking me to be a stato. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check but, it um, while you're talking because I was looking. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I mean, with with Salah, I think Salah getting three goals, and I, I think I heard them say it was the fastest ever Champions League hat trick. What was it? Yeah. Six minutes. Yeah, six six and, and a half minutes. Um, that that'll give him no end of confidence. 
And the finishes were really, really good as well. They were vintage sour, um, and he just looked so calm. And it was like the whole team just went, we're okay, we can play our football, we haven't got the pressure on us of the of, of the scoreline. And it just it just flowed. It just flowed. That last 20, 25 minutes, we were, we were magnificent. And I know that was against a team that had uh, their main defender went off, didn't they? Uh, Goldstrom or whatever. Was it Goldstrom? Uh, Connor Goldson, Gold- is it? Yeah, Goldson, yeah. Um, and he went off and I thought we were, we did pull them apart a bit more after that. Yeah. But I think they were, their legs had gone. Their yeah, legs had gone. And they, spent, and they spent so much time running around in the first half um, and trying to keep that momentum going. They were always going to go. And I think that's what happens against the elite teams. And we are an elite team. Mm. Is that Let's these teams so. can fit. Yeah, absolutely. These teams can stick with us for 55, 60 minutes and then they just go. They just go. The legs go, the concentration goes, the the technique starts to desert them because they're tired. And you just see that. You saw that today. It was just the distances and, and the fact that we just seemed to up our game as they were dipping just made it made it look even easier than it, it, it probably we, we both expected, really. Yeah, definitely. Um, and obviously their crowd gave them an early lift. It sounded quite raucous in there. Um, I just checked the stats, and I'm not saying Erling Haaland has got anything to worry about, but he's got four goals in five starts, so yeah, <laughs> he's got a long way to go to catch Erling. But, um, but that's it. That's encouraging. It is. It is, and it's and it's deceptive because there was obviously that point where he got sent off, and we talked about it in the last podcast. That point where he got sent off, and it changed. It it, it ruined the momentum, and he caused mm. that himself. Um, he put a little bit of pressure on himself, but obviously, I mean, at the end of the day, five starts, four goals is not a bad return. Mm-hmm. But if, in normal terms, we used to look for good strikers who scored one and two, didn't they? And that was always a, a one and two striker. 20 goals a season striker is basically a one and two. Um, and, and that's what people always look for. That's what people look for in, in strikers. Now, the bar's been raised, certainly this season at the start by Haaland. Whether mm-hmm. he continues, that remains to be seen. Um, people like Salah um, scoring, I think it was 32 goals in the season and breaking the record a few years back. It raises your expectations. And then, I've, I mean, it's crazy when you think of it. But when when teams when teams uh, have someone who scores like 16, 17 goals and they're, they're really happy with it, and we have someone like like Salah scoring 24 goals and going, oh, he had a first season. Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it just shows where he's got to. Um, and it just shows the expectation on these guys to score loads and loads and loads of goals nowadays. And, and ultimately, one in two is is, is a good performance. And, yeah. and scoring four and five starts is, is particularly good, I would say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, again, we said in a couple of streams ago that it was time for Jürgen just to play Nunes now. I personally want to see him in five games in a row starting. He's started three now. He's got two goals. He's yet to finish a game, I think. Is is that a bit of a worry, or do you think Jurgen's still trying to bed him in a bit? I think I think it'll be a little bit of protection around his body. I mean, we all know that when that, that Jurgen's very demanding early on, when players come in and they've got to do a lot more running. I think Thiago touched about it and touched on it in the mm. summer when he talked about he was taught he never realised he had to run so much until he joined Liverpool, and that's an experienced footballer. I think. I think they'll, they'll be watching Nunez's body. They've got all the sports science behind it, and they'll be making sure that he's not 
he's not exhausted at any point. And if you feel like he's getting exhausted, get him off the pitch. There's nothing wrong with winning a game and, and taking him off, you know. And um, I think I think it's, it's good management. And we'll, I'm hoping that we'll see the impact of that later on in the season. I really do. Yeah. Um, Uruguay are going to the World Cup, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're in the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, are, they are. They? Um, Bobby Firmino. I mean, we said it on the last stream as well. He's the most informed striker. How the hell does Jurgen leave him out on Sunday? Another two goals tonight. Obviously, Nunes has scored. Salah's just got a hat trick. Because I mean, when you think about it, Salah's got a start. Nunes has got a start. Bobby's got a start. Jot has done nothing wrong. Are we gonna? Is is there any chance we're going four two four on Sunday? We could do. I really believe that if. Diaz was fit, we would. Now, mm-hmm. looking at what we've done, I think the concern may be that there's nothing to come off the bench, yeah. so there's no option, and that that might that might temper him a little bit. He'll maybe want somebody with an impact player to come off the bench. I, I mean, the thing is, right? If you play three up front, Scott, what's your front three? Because that's mm-hmm. a really difficult question. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, and I don't know if Klopp's in a position to be able to leave one of them out at this point in time, given that he'll knock the confidence whoever doesn't start in that game, because everybody will know that's the game that they want to start if they're considered to be in the starting eleven. And if it's four of them, is he going to is he going to shape his tactics and shape his formation around? I need to play all four of these guys and have all four of these guys on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously it's only Wednesday night now, but I can't wait to see the team Sunday night already. But surely we would be crazy to go four two four against Man City. If ever there was a time in our Liverpool supporting lives in the last five years, I'm not saying we go two banks of four 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 two and keep everything tight. I don't think that is us under Jurgen Klopp, and I don't think it ever will be. But it would be. Suicide, surely, to go four four two. Surely he's got to he's done be it. something a bit more reserved, a yeah. bit more pragmatic. He's done it a few years ago at the, the Etihad. Yeah, he did, didn't he? And and he he went four two four, and we remember we started the game like an absolute. I mean, and we didn't score. We started really, really well. Started the game really strong, and we didn't and we didn't score. And I think they scored, and then I think we equalised. Mm-hmm. If I remember rightly. What was, was the one, score one. in that one? Was it 1-1? One, one? Yeah. It was 1-1, one, one, yeah. And I think I think it, it took them by surprise and it took us by surprise. I remember I remember being shocked that he was trying to play four, four attackers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think if it was me, I think you've got to play Firmino. Um, the one who will probably lose out will I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'll maybe, put you on the spot now, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe maybe Nunes misses out, you know. Nunes, yeah. That, like I say, you can't you can't drop uh, Bobby at the minute. Yeah, no. it was it was one one each, November twenty twenty. So nearly two years yeah. ago, Salah, Firmino, Jota, and Mane with Wijnaldum and Henderson holding. Yeah, I mean, the only benefit there is, I think. That's a lot of legs in midfield. Um, Henderson, a couple of years ago, covered a lot more distance, as did. And um, we all know that Genie covered ridiculous distances in, yeah, in his, in his game. Force, and he was so, he? Yeah, he was so clever in what he did. So, I mean, do we have 
two players in that, that level of form. Could Thiago cover them sort of distances? I'm not sure against City. Um, it worked for the first half against Arsenal. I thought we ran out of legs a little bit in the second half. So I think we've just got to be very, very careful. Um, I think we'd, me, need, I think we'd, we'd need a peak Fabinho, surely, to pull that off. Yeah, And he's exactly. struggling so much this season that yeah. we need him to pull, it, uh, pull his act together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the other thing he could do, he could play Bobby in midfield as, as, a, as an attacker, but I don't think that's Bobby's role anymore. I know when he first came in from um, from Germany, he was he was basically an attacking midfielder, and we've made him into a forward. I don't think in midfield, I don't think he'd give us bring us a lot. I don't think he'd give us enough cover. He might occupy Rodri for parts of the game, and that might be a, a route that he goes down. But um, I'd be surprised if we don't go four three three. What we've got to remember is we're at home, so you know we've got to be picking a side that Man City are worried about. Um, whether that means four two four, that'll be up to Big Jurgen, and I'm sure he'll do the right thing. Well, we hope he does. Um, but with us conceding first in every game, up against Man City, up against Erling Haaland, on paper, this is going to be brutal. It is, it is, but you know what I'm going to say. I think we're going to win the football game. I called it. I keep calling it. I think we're going to win the football game. I think the the atmosphere at Anfield will be absolutely electric. I mm. think there'll be a real um, will of the, of, the, of the players to perform in that sort of environment. I think there's a fair few new newish City players who will be slightly blown away by the atmosphere. I really mm. believe that. And I think that they will find themselves, hopefully, in a position where they're suddenly going, this is new, we're not used to this. Um, Guardiola will try and prepare them for it. He's, he talks about the Anfield atmosphere all the time. He'll try and prepare his team for it. I think I think it will be difficult for Liverpool to win the game, but I really think we'll play to our potential. And I've, I've got this feeling we're going to win 2-1, Scott, and I'm calling it now. And I'm going to have to go to the bookies and put a bet on, aren't I? <laughs> do it, do it, mate. And I hope you win, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Do you think it'll play in... Pep's mind a little bit. Obviously, we've been their direct rivals for, what, four, five years now, maybe? And do you think he will think it's still going to be a massive competition on Sunday? He'll take nothing for granted? Or do you think he'll be rubbing his hands together thinking Liverpool are in the mud and maybe try to know. spring a surprise himself with a bit of change of formation and and really stick the knife in on us? I don't know, because I, I always think we're in Guardiola's head a little bit. And the mm-hmm. reason I think that is the the all or nothing that was a Man City one. I actually watched bits of it, and I watched the bit where we played them um, in the Champions League when we knocked them out. And um, mm-hmm. I remember him being really animated around around Liverpool. Um, I think he was we were in his head then. And we only finished fourth that season. We only mm-hmm. qualified for the Champions League that season, but... It's like we'd struck a blow on him and he kind of knew what was coming. I think he will be very cautious. I think he'll, he'll try and settle the crowd down. I think his team will play a lot of passes. Um, and I think that's what he'll want us want his team to do. And he'll want us to huff and puff and not quite fire. And then he'll try and pick us off from mistakes as the game progresses. I think that'll be his, his, 
his tactics. Um, I just hope we catch them in that whirlwind um, of an early early part of the game. And I think that that, that will be our best bet of, of winning the game, really. What do you think? Um, I'm thinking let's not forget that we smashed them in the Community Shield less than two months ago. So Klopp might have a bit of a blueprint of what the team and how he wants to set up there. And it's at Anfield. And Travis, if he could join the stream, he would be laughing his head off again. But our season starts not Sunday. It started tonight. We are back from tonight. Or I don't care if it's only Rangers. We've just smashed them 7-1. Confidence is high. We're getting players back from injury, even though there's a few out. But them few that are out might actually do us a favour. And I am going to say it's a 3-2 win. We're going to reverse Sunday's scoreline. Anfield crowd are going to get us over the line and we'll win 3-2 this Sunday. Good stuff, mate. Love it. That's a clean sweep then. We both think Liverpool are going to win then. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's end it there. I am actually on holiday for a week, so I'm going to be watching in Greece. But then when I get back, we'll get straight back on the podcast Travis will be back, no doubt. He's a bit busy tonight. He can join us. Not that he would want to listen about Liverpool winning seven-one anyway. Uh, he probably no couldn't. Doubt. He probably couldn't join us because he's in tears. So um, yeah, we'll catch you for the next one. Okay, guys. If you like any of the content you've watched, again, please remember to like and subscribe. James and I will see you with Travis in the next one. Have a good weekend, Obi. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Thanks, Scott. Have a good weekend, mate. I'll speak soon. And you. Cheers. Cheers, bud.